Hi there, beautiful soul. Hmm. So, you know, in the uh, the past weeks, I think, uh, let's say five, six weeks, I've been having four or five coaching sessions based on the question, should I go to study or not? So basically all the people that find me have a chronic fatigue syndrome uh, in some sort of a degree. And uh, they have this stressor in their lives, whether they should uh, go to study or not. Well, why would you go to study uh, when you're ill? Um, let's, uh, let's talk about that. Because, you know, the people who, who, who ask this question, they obviously don't say it because they want me to go to study so they obviously need some hmm, some consolidation that not going to study while being ill is okay and, and i'm keen to give that to them i mean uh yes i'm i'm already out you know i i don't believe in it and uh <laughs> a lot of things that i would have to say about this topic are are not uh not not considered normal and therefore, in nowadays cancel culture, you know, I'm cancelled. I'm out. Sometimes people even say even this this kind of sentences like, yeah, but you don't join in anything. You've got nothing to say anymore. You're out. Well, <laughs> not a hair on my single body wants to be in, uh, for that matter. So... So let's talk about it from uh, from another perspective because I mean I don't want to force you doing you know either go to study or not. Uh, I I don't think that is my job. But going back to uh, sort of a run run around right now. In two thousand and thirteen, I um, I actually studied myself um, some sort of. Uh, well, some, some people in my environment sort of pushed me to do something that, 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 that I wanted to... Uh, well, they pushed me to, to go to study. So I got this feeling that if I wouldn't have this study, I'm useless for society, I'm not worthy. So I went and I disliked it. I hated it, more or less. And... Because I had such a terrible school time myself, I decided to become uh, to, to study uh, primary school teacher. And every day I walked in a classroom because it was sort of a, a, a part-time teacher, part-time studying uh, study. Uh, some inner voice in in me said, "Like Daniel, you're not supposed to do this. You're not supposed to to treat children this way." And my favorite topic was child psychology. And, um, and and basically everything that was being told about how children children learn was being ignored by reality. So on one side we had this topic about you know children are autonomic, they need safety, uh, they need relationships, uh, equal relationships. They don't like this pyramid structure. They want to explore themselves. Uh, that's how natural learning works. And on the other side, the reality there was nothing of that. So it was just for me doing interesting stuff, uh, you know, talking about it, but not really implementing things. And uh, then later that year, I think it was October of 2013, 
um, I decided to go to do a meditation. I don't know why. Some something in, in me says, okay, let's let's do it. Let's do, let's give it a try. And it actually was my first meditation ever. So I had to look up uh, how it works, and I, I I found this video from Spirit Signs. It was sort of uh, like counting down with my breath. I think that I did that, and. Uh, I think I was doing it for like one minute and I was out. I was gone. There was no Daniel anymore. There was no time anymore. There was no space anymore. So there was this infinite yeah, spot, let's say a non-dualistic spot where words were not possible, distance were not possible, and there was no differentiation between me and others. And, you know, it could have easily been 2000 years or one second. I don't know. But at the end, I felt like I was uh, losing myself and I could not find myself anymore. So, um, yeah, that that was weird. And then so I was like a little bit worried. Where am I? And as these thoughts started to re uh, reoccur, um, I was sort of somehow back in my body. And I had this, 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 um, this, this urge to try to understand what just happened with me, this non-dualistic experience, this mystic experience, as you can call it as well. And uh, basically the, the words in my head came up like, there is no words that can describe this. Reality is not real. Life is an illusion. I am not really here. So I tried to Google this stuff and uh, I Googled... Uh, uh, life is an illusion and then i found a really nice well only one result by the way that was alan watts and alan watts is a uh, what was, let's say a psychologist a philosopher and he was very active in the 60s and the 70s i think and thank god um, they recorded every one of his sessions i think more or less i mean there's so much sessions out there from him and in one, I think the one of the first videos or podcasts that I heard about him was um, Alan Watts describing to people what they should do with their life. Like young people in their 20s asking Alan Watts, what should I do with my life? And Alan Watts always responded with um, to them with the same question back. What would you do if money was not involved or not a problem? And he, um, that well, he, he always got back lots of stories, you know, like um, dreams, more or less, adventures uh, of what you could do with life. And then Alan Watts always said to them, well, do exactly that. And somehow it will become all right. Somehow you will make it. You, if you, If you're passionate about something, you, you can become a master in your specific thing. Whatever it is, there maybe there is only a handful of people that require such a thing. And then you should go do that. And it will somehow become all right. You know? And then, of course, doing this is a leap of faith. Like on, one, on one hand, you've got society telling you that... Um, you need this this type of studies for you to get to get a job because uneducated people will never get a job. Well, 
that's a belief. Uh, it's also a belief about yourself that you're not valid yet, that you're unworthy. So it's a, it's a negative, limited belief about yourself. And in order to overcome that, you need to do something. So let's say you feel you're unworthy. And most of you probably don't feel that way. But after exploring, you probably notice that you actually do feel that way. And so you, let's say you feel unworthy. Then you don't want to deal with that. So you can do a coping mechanism. And a coping mechanism sort of resembles the fight, flight or hide mechanism of the nervous system. So you can overcompensate this belief of unworthiness by going to try to prove to others that you're worthy by going to college, going to study. Now, the problem is with this is that you are fighting a belief system by not addressing the belief system. So the belief system will enhance itself because you're doing something that actually proves to yourself that you're unworthy. You're unworthy... That's why you go to school, because you believe you're not going to make it otherwise. And that is the thing with all these coping mechanisms. And I think that maybe for people with chronic fatigue syndrome, like like how I used to be, maybe 100% of my behavior used to be a coping mechanism. Well, thank God I stopped studying and I explored my, my hobby, which was back then comedy and uh, I made a show and I started to make some money and within a year <laughs> I was getting rich just because of that leap of faith I earned in a day more than a school teacher did in a month so that was a very good decision and uh, decision and, and I needed to hire some people uh, for my job like uh, freelancers because I didn't want to uh, have fixed contracts and then I started noticing the difference between people who studied and people who didn't study. And I don't want to call everybody who studied like stupid or something like this is just my personal experience. If you study, you become sort of a mainstream robot, like everybody is the same. But in my comedy thing that I did, I didn't want robots. So I wanted people who did not study. I only hired people who did not study because all the others who studied, they were like so busy with all these administrative tasks and they were just busy being busy, but not really doing stuff. And I, I didn't need that. So I got really good at, uh, you know, like making people just who hiring people or my shows or, in, uh, you know, or, or to work with me as a photographer, people who didn't study at all. They just had a passion and they explored a passion. And that was really working great for me. So going back, should you go to study or not? Like for me, it doesn't have to. And I also think that there is a huge business built around this, this universities. And I might be wrong with this, but once upon a time, I looked up like who owned the universities, the big universities from America. And I found out it were the same. It was the same kind of group of people that also earned, uh, owned the pharmaceuticals, and also owned the media. <laughs> and in the media, I personally always get this feeling of you're unworthy. You need to do something like a coping mechanism to deal and overcompensate your unworthiness, or whatever belief it is. Like you're ugly, or 
whatever you're stupid and you need to overcompensate these uh, these beliefs and then it's it sort it sort of becomes a business routine where because you know you're not in your you're not in your in your power so you're working against yourself that is the thing about a coping mechanism it's 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 based on the lower levels of consciousness maybe uh, shame guilt fear so you subtract your energy means you get meaning you get weak and joe dispenza said that in the stressful levels of consciousness your body will become more matter and less energy so it will only be a matter of time for you to get ill and then we're going back at is a study really secure or not because if this is the the whole foundations that that is based upon uh, well if this is the foundations going to make you go to university to get you in depth to get you well this whole rat race it's based on stress then how safe does that make you feel if you know that stress will eventually well make you sick or kill you or become uh, a slave of your debt or a slave of pharmaceuticals that you will need to take to deal with your health problems and you know i also found that that um, well how do i say this if you're going to study you learn a lot of dry stuff that doesn't really make sense for most studies i mean of course there are studies if you want to do if you want to become a, uh, a surgeon and do surgery on people of course you need to study whereas i mean i i would like people not to need that surgery in the first place but i mean okay there are studies that really make sense if you want to become a pilot you need to learn how how this works yeah most studies are so basic a little bit of everything like uh, economy health and sports or a communication manager i believe in the netherlands there are one million people who studied communication out of 70 million one million <laughs> that is crazy and none of my friends that studied uh, maybe a decade ago or 15 years ago work in the field that they studied none because these studies don't really mean anything for me and maybe society is evolving faster than you, the degrees of people will. <laughs> so should you go to study? So it's a it's the question right now. I mean, you're already sick. You're already ill. So you probably feel un already unworthy or useless. Whatever word that you have for yourself. And going to do something that is not really your path will make you feel more useless, more unworthy. Gets you in debt. You need to take a job to pay off that debt. It's a life of stress. And you get sick. <laughs> well, that is the negative side of it. Of course, you know, there are really people out there who are really passionate about something and they just want to study a specific field because they're so passionate about it i mean i mean those people don't ask the question do I, should i go to study or not should i meet my parents expectations or not 
should I just do what the rest of us is doing or not? They don't ask that. They just do it. I mean, if your whole passion is about being a pilot, of course you're going to study being a pilot. Or if you're working in a specific field and you want to know a little bit more about a specific thing to, to really, you know, make make your job or possibilities go next level, then of course you go to study. Maybe your employer will even pay it by, by then. So if your passion is just something like music, for example, and you think there is not a dime that I can earn in, in this business or gardening, but not really, you know, doing all the hard work for gardens, then maybe you don't see society as the way it is. Or you only see a fraction of it. Like you're looking through life through a narrow thing. And life is only like this. But, uh, I mean, there are so many places where you can... Uh, where you can go outside of the comfort zone, outside of society. I mean, I'm also not in. I'm out, remember? I'm cancelled. So there are communities uh, where you can live and work on your passion, maybe do some other things beside of it. and You can travel. There are so many things that you can do. Once upon a time, I was um, working as an entertainer from between the years 2003 and 2007. And, uh, well, I had to uh, entertain the guests, build stages, build decoration, uh, learn about languages and dancing and moderation, moderating stuff, uh, playing games with them, uh, creating events. And, and I thought always that it was not really a normal job. <laughs> so... So I went to do this, uh, how do you say this, internship? No, it was not an internship. Like uh, It was for young people to go to the ING bank and to really get a normal job. So I was uh, uh, in 2008 selling insurances and mortgages. <laughs> and I thought that was because I work at the bank that I was a real job. But the more I learned about what mortgages were and what those insurances were doing and how they were speculating on people's mortgages and that the bank didn't didn't really have that money, <laughs> I found out that working at the bank was not really a real job. But working in the hotels were actually real jobs. So it also, you know, shifts my perception about jobs in reality. I've, I've, I've listened to someone writing that the, the ones that are adding the most value to society are people who pick up the garbage because other jobs are what they call bullshit jobs they just roll around the money being occupied <laughs> showing that they work very hard or uh, just someone wearing a suit um, yeah I'm very critical uh, very critical about society but I mean I'm already out I'm cancelled <laughs> And I don't, not a hair of my body is unhappy with that. Yeah. So for the ones who who doubt whether they should um, try to uh, become this image that they have about themselves or that society uh, has about them or how they should behave, 
For those ones, I'd recommend checking out Alan Watts on YouTube. In the beginning of listening to him, I did not have a single idea what he was talking about. <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, eight years later right now. Um, I completely love his look on reality. and I've, I've always been some sort of philosopher, a philosopher myself. I'm not just a health coach or, uh, or a holistic health expert or, uh, or a comedian. I, I like... I like this philosophy and uh, I mean listening to his his things I decided to uh, integrate him with the recovery program because um, in order to heal we also need to to shift our perspectives uh, on our of ourselves and on and on life and I think he is great at doing that so should you go to study is it a question of lack of beating your unworthiness or if it, is it a question from love? That this is what I want to do with my life. I like to study. Some sometimes you see people in the gym, uh, two two guys. They look the exact same way. They might even be twins. But one is in the gym to overcompensate his belief that his body is not good enough, and the other one is in the gym because he loves hanging out there and, and building muscles two guys they look the exact same way but they are there with whole different reasons one will eventually uh, well let's say get ill and one will just love it and continue his life doing that which one are you from from the point of view of, of lower levels of consciousness life is matter it's fixed it's um it's dull mundane you have to work hard trying to change matter and going to study is seems like the best option and from another point of view life is energy higher levels of consciousness possibilities faith trust and know that this this path is way more secure than the other path it's also way more of an adventure the real problem the real stressor here is also who is in charge of the ship who is the, the captain of your ship is it somebody else's ideas or is it you? Is it your parents? Your peers? Or is it you? And if you don't really know that you are your own captain, because your ship, your journey, your life, your adventure. But if the um, if the boat is just drifting, without a without a captain, then every day becomes sort of a survival. That survival energies represents lower levels of consciousness, represents stress, represents illness, represents death, represents a lack of creativity. So what is holding you in a direction? I mean, you can change directions, but 
I mean, obviously, for a while, you need to have a certain direction. Otherwise, you, you can't really co go anywhere if you change your direction anywhere for every time. So what is holding you? What is holding the direction for you? And I think that is anger. Anger to go your way. Anger is a boundary. You are in charge of the, of the journey. You are the captain of the ship. And don't let anybody else think, or don't let anybody else make you think that you are not your own captain. You need to listen to their strategies. And that is anger. It becomes a determination. And everybody who, who, who tries to keep you, of course, you feel sort of the anger which allows you to keep your own direction. And maybe if they have studied and they have invested five, six or seven years of their time doing something they did not want, they sort of become identified with this. They become identified with um, studying and for them it's important and they would probably like to hire people who also went through this seven years of hell, what they didn't like. Uh, you can also look at it like that. So the only thing what is important for them was that they were able to battle themselves through and that they that they did it. So maybe they're also jealous of people who actually pursued their dreams. So don't let anybody else decide that your journey should be different. From all I care, your journey is unique. And these universities are like factories where the uniqueness is being beaten out of you. But I'm cancelled, remember? Have a beautiful day today. Bye.